It's 2018, and I'm on an aircraft carrier in San Diego, California, at a networking event for Social Media Marketing World. I'd actually spoken that year at the event, and the network event on the aircraft carrier was winding down, and a group of us decided to go to Prohibition. Now, this is not a club. It's a speakeasy, and I'm like, what's a speakeasy? And so we get there, and there's an actual velvet rope. There's a really large man. He will not let us through, and we have to stand there at the velvet rope. Here again, the anticipation that, oh, my gosh, am I going to have to stand here all night? I'm glad it's San Diego, and it's not cold outside, but not many people are walking out. Are we ever going to get in anticipation, anticipation, anticipation? I've never heard of a speakeasy. This is the first time I'm there. Holy cow, what am I going to see when I get inside? And they finally let us in, and I remember walking down the steps and down the steps, and it's getting darker and darker and darker. And to my left, when I finally hit the floor, the ceiling has red lights in it, so it's rather dimly lit. And from what I can see, there is a bench to the left of me. I look to the right. There's another bench and some chairs, and, of course, there's a big, large bar. And my first thought was, uh, how did I end up in somebody's basement? And today on the show, we're going to talk about fear of missing out, sometimes called FOMO, especially around an app called Clubhouse. Now, Clubhouse right now, as I record this in January of 2021, is only available for iPhone users, iOS, if you have an iPad, an iPhone. And I realize that there is a 75% chance that you are using an Android phone. And I'm here to tell you, stay tuned, keep listening, because it's the strategy, not so much the app that I want to talk about today. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, this is why I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. Today, we're going to be heavy on the grow. We also have a because of my podcast story, and I'm going to explain how I almost lost my podcast. If you want to check out the website, it's schoolofpodcasting.com. When you go to sign up, use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up, and you can save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Today, we're talking fear of missing out. We do it every year. It's called Black Friday. Got to buy it by today or you're going to miss out. And so I want to say this ahead of time. Realize you are going to get triggered today. There's a part of you that goes, oh, man, I knew I should have bought an iPhone or something like that if you don't have that. Just easy on that. We're going to actually talk a lot today about the negative side of FOMO. But first things first, what the heck is Clubhouse? Well, it's an app on your iPhone. When you log in, it wants access to your contacts. And if you're okay with that, you can go on through. And when you finally go in, you kind of say, here's what I'm interested in. That's important. We'll talk about that in a second. So don't say I'm interested in everything because trust me, you'll hate yourself later for that. And then once you finally get going, you'll see a, they call it the hallway. And it is a list of rooms. Just think of this like walking into an event. And on the left, you have people talking about topic A. And then on the right, you got topic B. And then a little bit down the hall, you got topic C and topic D. Except this is a ginormous hallway ridiculously long and there is a room for everybody 
whether you're black, white, Asian, Indian, whatever. It's t- trust me, there's a room there. And when you go in, there is a speaker on the stage and the person that is talking will have a circle around them and you have an option. You could either sit there and listen in the audience. You can raise your hand and say, I have something to say, or you can quietly leave the room. It's a little bit like Zoom without video and only one person is talking except the person that is talking is the moderator can pull people up on stage and you're going to have more than one person talk or you can just have one person or you can have a whole group. And the general etiquette is if you do raise your hand and you get on stage, mute yourself. And when you're not talking, mute yourself. That helps the audio stay uh, cleaner, shall we say. You don't have a bunch of dogs barking in the background and things like that. And here's, again, one of the things that makes this whole kind of thing. There is no recording of this particular room. It's part of the terms of service. You can't record these. So consequently, what is said in Clubhouse stays in Clubhouse. And in this kind of cancel culture kind of thing we got going on, where what do you mean brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts are the best? You crazy, you know, and then it's, it's pitchforks and knives and it's just crazy. Uh, it's kind of nice that you're like, okay, whatever I say in here. And that doesn't mean it's a big racist room either. Although I'm sure there's room, you know, I'm sure those people are there too, but it is interesting. And one of the things I like about it now, again, I'm going to look at you, the Android user. If you're like, ah, here's, here's really the strategy. And why I like it. So many people are about social media, the Twitter, the Facebook, the TikTok, the whatever you're, the Pinterest, whatever you're doing. And really, that only works, social media in general, in growing your audience if you are continuously adding people to your social media, key point, who do not know you have a podcast. Most of my audience Most of my family, most of anybody within 20 feet of me knows I have a podcast because I tend to talk about podcasting all the time for nauseam. And so when you say, hey, this week, episode 16 features such and such and such and such, and here's how you're going to benefit your audience because, yeah, I know, it's another podcast. We got it. But when you can find people that are your target audience that do not know you, oh, Now we're talking about podcast growth. That is really the key, figuring out who your your audience is, going to where they are, making friends with them, and then tell them about your podcast. I've been saying that for years. And the key to that is find your target audience who doesn't know you and make friends with them and tell them about your podcast. But the key to that of making friends, how do you make friends? You find somebody, you have something in common, and then you kind of just deliver value and you share opinions and things like that. And this is where this comes in handy. I was in a room about podcast monetization because I am the guy that wrote Profit From Your Podcast. It's a book. Check it out, Amazon, or just go to ProfitFromYourPodcast.com. And I was in there and I actually got pulled on stage, which was nice. I got to talk to a little bit. But also there was another guy in there that asked a question, a really good question about podcast monetization. 
He didn't do a blatant plug, which again is very handy. And then in the essence of us talking to him, he said, well, I do a podcast. I've lost, I think he said 80 pounds and he went on to talk about it. And just by saying without not being in a spammy way about his podcast, three people said, Hey, I want to connect with you. You're a good fit for my audience. That is the power of clubhouse. It's the fact that you are getting yourself in front of people who don't know who you are that might be your target audience. And how do you let them know that I'm a good fit for your audience are two things. Number one, be genuinely interested in the conversation that's going on and bring value. Don't just raise your hand to talk to say, hey, I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. I think everyone should start a podcast. Go to school of podcasting.com. Do you like Oreos? You know, and then I I, I see people do that at events because who doesn't like Oreos? I mean, come on. So you have to have a good question. And then at the end, I've even seen people do this, which I think is very nice. They'll ask the very nice question. A little conversation comes on. They're like, hey, before I get off the stage, can I let people know where they can find my podcast? And almost every administrator will go, sure. And they'll go like, yeah, I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. I help people plan, launch, and grow their podcast. You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much. That's an elevator pitch. You should have one of those. If you don't, look into to doing that. And so it's a great conversation. But here's the other thing. I was sitting, a lot of times I like to go in, not to raise my hand and get on stage. I like to go in, and this is a key point, and listen. When you find your target audience, the first thing you want to do is not raise your hand. You want to sit back and listen to what's going on. Because how do you know if you can deliver value unless you know what they're talking about? And so I went in and listened, and it's kind of the same things I've always heard. People are asking about how to be a guest, how to find guests, how to make money, how to grow their audience, what microphone to use, the typical kind of things that I hear all the time. And you can do that too. You can just be a fly on the wall and bring a pad and pencil, bring your Evernote, whatever you're using and take notes. Now, what was cool about this is there were two people that talked on a stage I were on a, in a room I was in and one was an expert on branded podcasting. Her name was Erin, and I, as she was talking, I clicked on her face, and her profile came up. So this is another thing you want to do. This is Clubhouse specific, is you want to fill out your profile. And actually, I'm going to back that up. That is not profile specific. This is a mistake I see a lot of people do, especially on Facebook, where they will do something in a group. They'll answer a cool question. You click on their name, and there's no hint, no smell, like... <laughs> Do they have a podcast? I don't know. I don't smell one. Your your profile on Facebook should say, hey, I'm the host of the blah, blah, blah podcast. You're really missing out there. And this also goes, this is an easy one. It's low-hanging fruit. Make sure the name of your podcast and a link to your website is in your email signature. I get so many emails from people and their podcast and their website is not in their signature. You'll be amazed at how many people click on that. So, Whatever program you're using, put the name of your podcast and a link to the website in your signature. You want to drive people back to your website. Your website is the key. It is the hub of all things in your little world. And then the Twitters and the Facebook and the TikToks, those are all satellite kind of planets that revolve around your website. Everything comes back to your website 
And again, that website should have an about page that explains what you do and how you can help people or what your podcast is about, et cetera, et cetera. It's all about delivering value. And so in Clubhouse, I clicked on this woman's name and Clubhouse doesn't let you contact somebody directly. So I can't be the creepy guy to click on Aaron's face and go, what are you wearing? I, it, so that's good because guys are creepy, but I can see her Instagram and I can see her Twitter. And so, and I can also, because Aaron's smart, she said, I'm Aaron of such and such. And I wish I could remember, I have this written down somewhere, but she had her website there and what she does. And it's a nice little billboard. So if somebody goes, wow, that person seemed to know what they were talking about. Who is this person? Boom. You click on their face. There's their profile and you can see what's going on. And then you can follow that person. So remember at the beginning when I said, what are your interests? Be sure to click only the ones that apply to you. And then the app also looks at who you follow. And based on who you're following and your interests, it then suggests rooms for you because it wants you to go in and have a good experience. And I'm not going to get into the details of how to use Clubhouse because there's nothing more fun than listening to somebody go click there, then do that down, down on the left, swipe up. Yeah, that's great audio, Dave. So what I found is speaking of social media marketing world, Michael Stelsner, who is the man behind that event, made a phenomenal YouTube video. And I will have that in the links. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash seven five nine if you want to see exactly how to get the most out of the app. And if you're really bummed that you don't have access, don't worry about it because Twitter is coming out with Twitter Spaces, which sounds like, well, Clubhouse with a different name on it. And the thing to keep in mind right now, Clubhouse isn't generating any money. It's absolutely free and it's getting more and more popular, which means eventually it will go out of business or get bought by Facebook. One of the co-founders, Paul Davison, uh, has had companies in the past. One was called Highlight that was acquired by Pinterest. So he worked for Pinterest. He was advisor for CoinList where he worked as the CEO for a year. And then he is the co-founder and CEO of Alpha Exploration uh, Company. And what's interesting about that, they're based out of San Francisco, is that company doesn't have a website. The other co-founder, Rohan Seth, was an engineer for Google. He co-founded a company called Memory Labs that was then purchased by Open Door. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, hey, let's start a audio kind of networking tool and hope that Spotify will buy it for way too much money. It's already valued at like 112 million or something like, yeah, valued at 100 million after we reported $12 million in funding. So they do have some money in the bank, but again, bandwidth may be cheap, but it ain't free. So it's going to be interesting. In this one article I saw on yahoo.com, one venture capitalist said, it'll either be the next big thing by July or it'll be out of business. And that's kind of what we have to see. All right. So how do you do this if you're on an Android? Well, you can't obviously join Clubhouse. So what do you do? Well, let's look at what Clubhouse is. It's a bunch of people in a room that are gathered there because of the topic. So why not pick a topic and then go find very similar podcasts to yours and say, hey, why don't we all work together to make a big powwow meetup on Zoom? It's really not that much more complicated. And then each 
uh, podcast host reaches out to their audience and say, hey, next Thursday at 7 p.m., here's the link. Everybody meet, and we're all going to talk about whatever your subject is. That's one way to do that. The other way that you can do that, one of the things we're doing in Clubhouse is listening to questions. Well, do a Google search for, again, your topic, only this time add webinar, and you're going to see other people doing webinars about your subject. And what you can do, and what's great about this, is if it's a webinar on that was on YouTube, what you're really going there to do is to see what's going on in the chat because the presenter's doing their whole presenting thing and often they can't really pay attention to the chat, but you can and you can check out all those questions that are going on in the chat because those might be great examples for future episodes. Speaking of YouTube, just go to YouTube and search for your topic and the one thing that is way different on YouTube than it is in podcasting is people on YouTube comment a lot. Some of them are very helpful. Some of them, eh, not so much. But you can go there again with the intent of listening and finding out what does your audience really want because if that topic is a topic you would cover, the people that are commenting on it are probably your potential audience and look at what the comments are saying. Look at what they're saying is missing and look at what they're saying they are agreeing with. If the idea is to get a better understanding of what your audience wants, here's a novel idea. Reach out to your audience. You have an email list, don't you? If not, check out schoolofpodcasting.com slash sendfox. That's who I use for my email list. And send an email to your list that says, look, I'm working on topics for 2021. I would love to meet with some of you and get some ideas or let me know what's resonating with you. And I'll take the first five people that click on this form and fill it out and then schedule a Zoom meeting with them and just say, hey, what do you like about the show? What do you wish it would change? We talked about that a few episodes about surveys. This is basically doing a survey in the flesh. And that means you might have to bring a little extra set of skin, but probably not because most people don't have the hmm, courage to say your show stinks to your face. And of course, I went out to Uncle Google and said, hey, do you have any alternatives to the Clubhouse app? And it said one is called Connect Club, and I will have links to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 759. And it says it's an Android alternative until you get to their website. And it says right now the limitations are it's iOS only, but yet they have a link to Google Play. It's confusing. And then the other one is Bag Chat. And this is one where you get to meet random strangers. And that sounds like it could be useful. And it might be a case where, yeah, guys are creepy. But it's worth checking out. You never know. The bottom line is don't get hung up on the fear of missing out. Let's talk about that a second. According to our good friends at the Internet, 56% of people are afraid of missing out on events news, and important status updates if they're away from, you guessed it, social networks. Now, who do you think is the biggest contributor to fear of missing out? That's right, our good friends at Facebook, followed by our good friends at Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest. And about 51% of people visit or log on more frequently to social networks than they did just two years ago about 27% of people head to social media right when they wake up. 
You know, the morning starts today. Where's Facebook? That's kind of a weird way to start. Uh, The big things that create FOMO among millennials, which from what I understand are the demographic that this affects the most. Why? Because they grew up with, you guessed it, your good friend, social media. Uh, It says the big things that create FOMO among millennials are travel, uh, parties and events and food. So, which is weird food. I'm fear I'm missing out on the Chalupa. It's got cheese now. I like what? Okay. But that's FOMO, but FOMO can be an issue and I don't know if you realize this, but have you ever noticed that most people do not post to Facebook? We're just going to keep saying Facebook. We know it's just social. When things are going, like right now, I'm not going to go and open up the um, the cupboard doors in the kitchen and take a picture and go, look, my kitchen sink is still leaking, even though it is. You know, we usually don't share that kind of stuff. Oh, look, my son got two Fs and a D. You know, look, my son got suspended for fighting. We usually don't put those kind of things on the Internet. You know, it's so we only see the, quote, great side of people's lives. So keep that in mind when it comes to fear of missing out. If you're like, oh, their life is so great. No, it's not. It's really not. And, oh, they always get, you know, they got a new car and things. It really, that can lead to depression which leads me to a because of my podcast story. Now, you know, I always do the Invisible Sky Buddy uh, kind of warning. We're going to talk, we're, we're going to say a word around politics here. But this really has nothing to do with politics. But I don't know about you. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. In the U.S., we're all a little depressed when it comes to politics, just the way things have been going down here in the U.S. lately. So here is a because of my podcast story. And this really, to me, is a great example or a great benefit of podcasting. This is Josh. Josh, take it away. Hey, Dave. Josh Lewis here, host of the Saving Elephants podcast, a show dedicated to exploring the philosophical and historical roots of conservatism in hopes of restoring the Republican Party. Because of my podcast, I've connected with many of my intellectual heroes and have formed friendships with many other economists, historians, journalists, academics, and others who are shaping the political conversation for the better. But as rewarding as those connections have been, that's not what's motivated me to reach out to you to share my podcast's success story. Like millions of Americans, I struggle with depression a condition that's only been made worse by the times we live in. COVID makes it challenging to meet with people. And for those of us who care deeply about the integrity of public discourse, of the American project of self-government and civil debate, the political divisiveness, outrage, and unwillingness to engage in ideas but instead attack individuals has been deeply discouraging in this season. I, like most people, have felt increasingly alienated from a world that seems more interested in pointing out the hypocrisies of the other side than in actually dealing with the challenges we face. But in spite of all this, I have found podcasting to be a powerful platform for alleviating the symptoms of depression. That's not why I podcast, but it's been a wonderful side benefit. In an era where many of us are unable to connect with others, where gatherings are difficult and few and far between, 
It's been wonderful to be able to talk to so many like-minded people from all over the country and even the world to have important, meaningful conversations. And my podcast provides me with a platform where I feel like I'm not a helpless bystander, forced to do nothing more than complain about the lack of substance and civility and depth in our national political dialogue. But instead, through the podcast, I can be an active participant in that conversation. Conservatism for me is about the generations-long project of learning from the accumulated wisdom of the past and applying it to the problems of today. And being able to think deeply about this, being able to focus on who we are as Americans, where we've come from, and how we might meet the challenges we're facing, and being able to share in that conversation with so many others has provided hope in an otherwise dark time. I am grateful for podcasting for providing me this platform. Podcasting has been, for me, a real lifesaver. Thank you, Josh, and thanks for sharing that. If you go to any kind of therapy, if you study any, I study a lot of weight loss stuff, and they all say the benefits of journaling and just getting the words out. And and in some cases, when you see those words and you see them in print, you then kind of go, oh, if this was not me, I would say this to that person. And somehow seeing the words, it just helps get it out of your, your system. Well, a podcast can be an audio journal. I have one of those. It's a horrible podcast. And there are times when I try to be funny and things like that. But there have definitely been times when I'm just bearing my soul because I just need to. And so that is something you can do. The other thing, though, to keep in mind is I know I've had somebody that has said they were going to commit suicide until they heard my podcast. I know my buddy Ken Blanchard from the Speak Life podcast has had probably five. He is a guy that has a military background and kind of caters to military people, although he caters to everyone. I mean, the name of his podcast is Speak Life. He's about life, and he's had about five, I think, people the last time I talked to him that he has, in some cases, talked off the ledge. So do not underestimate the power of podcasting both to the listener and to the podcaster. And if you can answer that question, because of my podcast, blank, and the blank is just something that wouldn't have happened except you had a podcast. It doesn't have to be this big like, oh my gosh, I got a key to the city kind of stuff. It can just be anything that wouldn't have happened except you had a podcast. And you can send those over to me at schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. If you're saying, hey, Dave, you keep using that same jingle. You know why? Every single file that I use to make this podcast went up in smoke last week. Yep, what a treat. And what I mean by that is I have 15 years worth of podcast stuff. All my files, all the files that I used to make the podcast, all the artwork, everything was on what I affectionately referred to as my H drive. It was a hard drive. It was an external spinning hard drive. And I had a online service called Backblaze that backed it up. And to make a long story short, the hard drive went bye-bye. And I tried a bunch of different things to get the data off of it. At one point, I was actually this close to spending somewhere between $700 and $1,000 to get the data off that drive. Because really what they have to do is rebuild the drive. They find out what went wrong with it, and they replace the parts, and then they get the data off. Luckily, I used Backblaze. 
And originally I thought that it didn't work. And what it was is I was looking at a backup from the very latest day. Well, the very latest day had a problem. So I just backed up my, I said, hey, give me everything from when I started to about three days ago because I hadn't done anything in three days. And there it was. Now, the bad news with that is I had about four terabytes of data to download. And what I like about Backblaze is I was able to say, hey, can you store this on a hard drive where you are? Ship me the hard drive. I will pull the data off your hard drive onto a new hard drive. And then I will ship the hard drive back to them. And that's actually, uh, I have to pay $189 to do that. But when I ship them back the hard drive, they give me my money back. So it's essentially free. Now I do want to say in this case, I'm using a Western digital or a WD four terabyte external hard drive. And when I talked to the guys that were going to pull the data off and, and kind of rescue my data, they said, that's really interesting because that particular brand and model. And they said, normally they recommend Western digital, especially over Seagate. They said, but that particular model, they don't know what's going on. If there was a bad batch or what, but those go bad on a fairly regular basis. So I just wanted to say, whatever you're doing, have a backup. I recommend Backblaze. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Backblaze, it's $6 a month or $60 a year, or I think it's 110 for two years. And I'm here to tell you, when I really had to kind of consider I had lost 15 years of data, that did not feel good. And it's definitely worth the $6 a month I paid. It's going to take a little while to get the data back to me and things like that. But the bottom line is I didn't lose it. And if you think it can't happen to you, it can happen to you. And also, outside of podcasting, these were photos, these were movie, all sorts of stuff. You know, profit from your podcast, my book was on there. So if I ever wanted to update it, things like that. So check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash backblaze. Now, the one thing that's been interesting as I've been playing in Clubhouse is I actually pulled Clubhouse into my live show. I do a live show every Saturday. If you go, I can't afford podcast consulting. Yes, you can. It's free. And by that, I mean like zero money. You don't spend a dime. Absolutely free. All you have to do is go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live Saturdays, 1030 Eastern Standard Time, as in in the morning. And you can ask me as much as you want. And so what I did was I, and this is the fun part. So I'm getting new people from Clubhouse because I normally have somewhere between 20 and 30 people that join me live and we get questions and stuff. But a lot of times we end up start talking about the news and whatever's going on because it's kind of the same group of people and we've all got our questions. So with Clubhouse, I'm getting new people. And in the last two weeks, I've had the same question asked three times. So I say that to you to say, when you go into your group, keep your ears open and listen because they're going to tell you what they're looking for. And in this case, the question I've heard three times now is, Dave, how are you pulling Clubhouse into your podcast? Well, let's go first things first. It's not entirely 100%. In their terms of service, it says, I need written permission from people in the room to record. So I don't exactly have that. So I am in a way a rebel breaking the rules. And if they kicked me out, I would go, yep, you know what? I wasn't doing exactly what you said. So what I do is when I make my room, I put recording in the title 
giant capital letters in the description that says this will be recorded. And then what I'm doing is I'm only bringing one person to the stage. And the first thing I say is, hey, Greg, thanks for coming. Do I have your permission to record this call? And they say, yes, you do. And then they do their question. Now I'm editing out that part. So by doing this, I'm making more editing for me. Yay, editing. So that's one thing. But people keep asking technically how I'm doing this. And I go to describe it. And it really is this easy. And you can do this with the Zoom PodTrack P4. You can do it with a Zoom PodTrack P8. Or you could do it with the Rodecaster Pro. I recommend the Zoom PodTrack P4 if you're on a budget. If you got a little more money, I really like the Rodecaster Pro. You're listening to one right now. And what you do is you plug your microphone in channel one like you normally do. And then you need what's called a TRRS cable. Links in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 759. That enables you to plug your phone into either unit that you're just using. So the P4, the P8, or the Rodecaster. For this, from here going forward, I'm just going to say Rodecaster. It applies to all of them. Now, because you're on an iPhone, you're also going to need a kind of an adapter that goes from lightning to headphones. So if you have an old set of headphones, the kind you plugged in with, you know, the round and the little ring thing, yeah, you need one of those. And that will then, you you plug your phone into the TRRS cable, and then you plug the TRRS cable into the Rodecaster, which has a jack for that particular plug in the caster. So it's easy. You plug you into channel one, you plug the phone into the phone channel, and then you plug the Rodecaster into the USB, into your computer. So you and the phone are going into the computer now, or in this case, into the roadcaster and the roadcaster can record that. Now I have a co-host who is on, in this case, StreamYard. Now that could be Squadcast. It could be Skype. It could be Zoom. It doesn't really matter. I'm connecting to somebody via USB. So what do I need to do to have this recorded on the roadcaster? Well, I need to connect the USB to the roadcaster. Well, we just said we did that. We did. You plug the USB into the roadcaster. So what do we have now? We have channel one is your microphone. The phone channel is connected to, you guessed it, your phone. And then the USB is connected to your computer. So on channel one, you got you on the phone channel, you got the clubhouse people. And on the USB channel, you have your co-host. Now, if you have two people in, let's say zoom, well, they're both going to be on that USB channel. And then I go into Clubhouse and I, it, what's great about this, and this is what's great about the P4, the P8 or the Roadcaster, is everybody can hear everybody. So my co-host can hear the person in Clubhouse. The person in Clubhouse can hear my co-host. They can hear me. I can hear Clubhouse and everybody hears everybody. And if we tried to do this 10 years ago, it would have been a nightmare. But there's this lovely thing called Mix Minus that you don't have to worry anymore. And the P4, the P8, or the Roadcaster all take care of it. Everybody hears everybody. And then for me to do my live show, I stream using StreamYard, and that goes to YouTube. I stream to YouTube. Could I go to Facebook? Yep. I could do all these different places. I just stream to one place because I'm already ADD. And to have, have a live chat going on in StreamYard and Clubhouse 
and I've got, you know, a private chat with my co it's a little much. So I just do one thing. I go to YouTube and what's great about that. I've got a recording on the roadcaster and I will say this. The nice thing about the P4, the P8 and the roadcaster, the roadcaster, you have to set this, I believe to on, and that is yes. Give me separate channels because this week, especially the people on clubhouse had varying volume levels on the phone. And it's nice when I can just take that phone recording and just say, hey, level this out with something like Alphonic or something like that. So that's how I am pulling Clubhouse into my podcast by having each person give me permission to record them, even though I know technically it's not written permission and that's what's in their terms of service. That's what I'm doing and hoping I don't get in trouble. So basically plug everything into the Roadcaster and the Roadcaster in your computer and press record. I'll have a video of what I'm just talking about because I realize that's kind of visual out at, you guessed it, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 759. If you're looking to start a podcast, if you're looking to grow your podcast, if you're looking to monetize your podcast, I can help you. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com. You get access to my step-by-step tutorials. You get access to a private Facebook group filled with brilliant podcasting minds. Does that trigger your FOMO? That's why I say it that way, for the record. It's, again, it's a private. Ooh, can you get in? It's a private Facebook group filled with brilliant podcasting minds. And, of course, there is live group coaching weekly, and then we do extended dance versions of the group coaching uh, twice a month. And so you can definitely get your podcast questions answered. You can get feedback on your content. You're not going to sound silly. You're not going to spend too much money on gear and you get going in the right direction and avoid all the common pitfalls and mistakes that podcasters do. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. And that code, by the way, is not on the website. The only place you hear it is right here because you're a listener and it's my way of saying thanks. If for some reason you're not happy within the first 30 days, let me know and you get your money back free so you can join worry-free. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. We've been following the launch of the Dog Podcast Network Dog Edition show with James Jacobson. And here's the latest update after he released his first episode. From the Dog Podcast Network at dogpodcastnetwork.com. James, are you alive and well? I am. Uh, we're breathing and good to be with you again. Yeah, so this was the big launch week. Any last minute craziness? Was it like an a yeah. episode of I Love Lucy or it, something? How did you know it was? It's like, oh, it's supposed to go off at 6, you know, you, you program. It's going to drop at 6 a.m. Eastern time. And so, of course, I get up. And it's still not on Apple and it's still not on Google, but it is on Spotify. And so I'm like talking to my host and like, you know, and they're like, well, that is a little unusual, but give it 24 hours. I'm like, I don't want to wait 24 hours. Any feedback, any, you know, it's out there now. You're like, you're all exposed to the world. You know, I know Uh, we got a lot of listens and a lot of, people and likes and stuff like that. But what I wanted to hear and pe- so people who I didn't know liked it and said great things about it, but you know, you want your friends who like, you know, to mm-hmm. like say it's great or, and, and it's been a little quiet, which is scary. And I don't know if it's 
one of my friends said, it's so professional. I didn't know it, that's a podcast could sound that. And, and I don't know how to take that as a backhanded compliment or what. So how do you feel at this point now that it's out? Of course, you've now you've got to work on episode two and et cetera, et cetera. But how are you feeling? Good. Overwhelmed. Excited. So there's been a lot of long hours and, and hard work. But overall, I'm super optimistic because we're getting listens and we're getting likes and people are talking about it and they're spreading they're spreading it virally, which, of course, I guess is the most important thing. Yeah, that's it. At this point, it's out. And as I always say, you can't improve anything that isn't there yet. So at this point, it's there. It's great. Getting great feedback. Right. And then we were sitting, I was sitting down and trying to talk to my team about, okay, it's not just episode two. It's like, we're, let's do a T minus 30 calendar for every episode. Mm-hmm. And so at, thir- at, at T minus 30, we have to do this at T minus 21 at this and T minus 18, 17. And I'm literally just pulling this stuff out of my butt. It makes sense because we really need to get onto a clock because right now we're a week. Dog Edition is a weekly show with its companion programs, but eventually we want to move to like two day, two times a week, and then eventually five times a week. And I can just see that in order to do that, this is a a major logistical challenge. Well, and the other thing we thought we could talk about is you had asked me to listen to episode one before it came out. And what I did, and I thought at the time it was kind of weird, but I, it just, I did it just because it would be easier and there would be less editing, is I plugged my phone into my roadcaster, fired up a video and said, hey, James, you're going to watch me listen to this. And I would just then, anytime, I just thought out loud. I was basically like, let's go unscripted. Whatever I'm thinking is I'm going to stop and say, this is what I'm thinking right now. And so I did that and I didn't think it was any big deal. And you said half the fun of this was the fact that it was on video. It, I loved it. I think there's definitely a business there because you just are able to look straight at someone's face and it's not like, Hey, listen to my thing. And then they write some comments. You're actually able to see moment by moment, your reaction and your laugh and your, and your smile. And you're like, wait, I hope you do this. I like what you, I hope you do this. And then like 10 seconds later, Oh, you did. That's good for you. And that type of validation is really good. And you can see if some if the jokes hit, it's like, a live audience, but the intimacy is there because you're looking on a video screen at someone's face and it's not live. So they don't feel, you know, like they have to say nice things. And, and it was just, it was just an extraordinarily powerful experience for me to, to, to have that type of feedback and to get it that way. Yeah. I was so happy as you started to wrap up and I was like, please tell me you're going to say subscribe, please, please, please. And like 10 seconds, you're going to, don't forget to subscribe. And I'm like, yes. So (laughs) I I like that. We, that we got pretty good marks uh, from you in that, that, that made a lot that made it, that made me feel like, Hey, we're that I've I've been listening all these years. I know what to do. (laughs) I'm trying to think when should we check back in at this point? Cause you know, you're up, you're launched. It's like, should we check back in like a month and see how things are going? I think that would be great. Yeah. I think hopefully by then we'll have, so part of what we're doing now is we're bringing, we're literally going out and trying to get other shows for the network. So I spent this morning doing some development work, trying to get podcasters to like, or people who I think would be really good podcasters who haven't done it in a while. Like, "Ah." so recruiting them. And then of course, growing and watching dog edition take off and hopefully be the success that, I want it to be. To be. Absolutely. All right. And still doing the contests? We're still doing the 101 Dog Stories contest. Uh, We're paying, we have $15,000 in prize money. We're giving away 
to people who are podcasters and content producers to tell really good stories because they are effectively our correspondents. And it could lead to either full-time or part-time work with us, but we're, we're paying for the stories themselves. So that's, that's uh, 101 dog stories, like 101 Dalmatians, 101 dog stories uh, contest. And the URL is dogpodcastnetwork.com slash 101. All right, James, thanks for stopping in. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, James. And that is just one of the services I offer. If you would like to work with me, either via the School of Podcasting, the Podcast Review Show, Podcast Rodeo Show, any of those, just uh, contact me, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, and I can direct you in the right direction, again, to help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. It's James from the podcast, the podcast dog network. Yeah. Let's try that again. About 51% of people visit or log on more freak, frequently, more frequently. Elmer Fudd now has a podcast as in like, you don't spend a dime free, not a zip. All you have to do is go to school, of podcast, school of podcasting. All you have to in their terms of service for me to do that. Their terms of service says I need re re re. Ooh. Yeah.